Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 43 of the Butters Podcast. This is my conversation with creative director and stylist Sope Singh. Thank you to Baobab for letting us have our conversation there. Such a cool space uh, to have a conversation and to catch up. Always amazing coffee, always amazing coffee. Um, and on a sunny day, the courtyard out the back is one of the coolest places to sit and have coffee and catch up with people in Wellington. Uh, so thank you so much. This conversation is made possible thanks to my patrons with a special thank you to Carol for signing up after episode 42. As a patron, Carol, thank you so much for your support. I really, really appreciate it. And for those of you listening, if you're keen to support the podcast as a patron, you can jump onto patreon.com forward slash butters. But for now, thank you again for tuning into episode 43 of the Butters podcast, my conversation with Sope Singh. Enjoy. I've had some really shit health stuff happen in the last couple of years, and from that I've just realised that life is really too short and I know people say it all the time and stuff but when you literally are in a coma and you're fighting for your life in hospital you do realize that you know it is you just have to pick the battles and some battles aren't worth fighting for and then, that's good advice yeah and I find it's about spending time I'm this year I really want to invest in spending time for myself, but also for the people that are there for me. Um, you know, I've got so many friends, but I find that it's now more acquaintances than friends, and the people that actually turn up for you are the ones that you should invest back into. So that's probably my outlook on life this year, having gone through what I've gone through. And do, you, do you think you would have come to that conclusion if you hadn't gone through what you had gone through? I, I would have come to it eventually, probably not as intense. Right, or as quickly. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. as quickly yeah. if I hadn't gone through what I've gone through. You know, it, you do realise um, that life is really precious. Yeah. Um, and especially when you're in and out of hospital and yeah. trying to sort out stuff and so potentially what could be perceived as a negative for the health issues have led you to a positive insight in what's actually important and so when you're out of hospital you can be like you know what I'm going to do a bit of a re yeah I don't know how Ray think about my life where I want to do or where I want to be what I want to do and you know and I think that's where my food stuff has come in and I've actually tried to change it a little bit more so it's now going to be I think a little bit more me focused in terms of food. I've always loved feeding people and cooking and stuff and so I think that's where I would probably take it moving forward but again it's just one of those things that you know you don't really know until you do it and finding the time again to actually sit down and do things properly. I'm not one of those people that half-asses work, so, you know. That's cool. I think that's a really good insight. 
good for all of us too. I think there's we get distracted. There's so many things that distract us from having the time to kind of sit and think. Wait, what's what do I think? Like, what do I actually want, or what do I value, or am I doing stuff that I think will actually benefit me or others, or what have you? And then the next notification pops up on our phone, and we're like, I'll, I'll just quickly check that, and then you forget what we're doing, then it's back to work. Yeah, and for me, it's like, what do I want to get out of life now? And more about, you know, what's my impact on those around me? So what do you want to get out of life? Oh God, that's like Seeing as you brought it up. <laughs> What do I want to get out of life? I think that's a question I'm still trying to find myself, really, kind yeah. of in terms of like what, how do I want my life to be perceived? If I was to die, I guess, and what would I want people to say at my funeral, other than that I'm a complete bitch? Um, <laughs> but they all loved me, no matter what. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I'm still learning about myself because I've never really had the time or inclination to put myself first. And how, how, how old are you? 36 in a couple of, in a week or so. 36? Like 35? Yeah, oh, 35. almost 36. Yeah, I think that's a good age. A lot. I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily take time to think about the stuff. They ref, cannot, you know, reflect on it when they're a lot older. So yeah. I think it's good that you're reflecting on it at well, this age. Just, I guess we're living longer and we've kind of got to assess where we Oh, are. true, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the old days you'd be dead by now, yeah, long gone. In the old days I would have been dead like five years ago. <laughs> you'd go to hospital, you'd never come out. Yeah. Well, at the rate that my doctors want to cut me open, yeah, I probably wouldn't be alive. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I guess you're very lucky then. Yeah, I do count myself very, very lucky, and I'm very lucky to have people in my life that look out for me when I don't, <laughs> and I'm sure they get sick and tired of, you know, making sure that I look after myself, because I think we've all become about putting other people first and not yourself, and I think sometimes you do have to be selfish and go, actually, I'm going to look after myself for once and, mm. you know, be about me, do the things that I want to do, spend quality time with yourself. I, I don't, like, I don't know if th things have changed, though, since you've been in hospital, because, to, you, like, I've known you for a long time now, and I, I imagine you would find that really hard. Like, you would find it really hard to be like, yeah, I need to make time for myself. I imagine you'd find it hard to say no if someone's like, hey, can you help with this? Can you run this? Can you do that? You'd be like, yep, yep, yep. Because <laughs> you're always like a million miles an hour type thing. Well, I always was a person that had to fill up my days. I'm one of those active relaxers. Like, I find it more relaxing doing a million and one things than sitting and doing nothing. Yeah. You get enjoyment out of work rather than... You work and can't wait to relax. Yeah. And like hospital where you can't do anything. Yeah, that must have been frustrating as hell. It was so frustrating. Like literally you couldn't, you're forced to be by yourself because yeah. unless you have visitors come in, you're literally forced to sit there or lay in bed and literally do nothing and that killed me. It was yeah. just like, so yeah, as soon as I got out of hospital, I'd be like doing a million and one things and 
realizing that actually I can't go back to doing <laughs> one thing. It's like straight back, haven't learned. Yeah, back to back. it. And then like, oh, got out of hospital for a day, then had to go straight back in type thing. And it's kind of like, yeah, maybe not doing a million and one things straight after a hospital stay is probably a good thing. So yeah, it's, being in hospital has taught me to slow down a little bit and actually learn to say no and that it's okay to say yeah. no. I don't know. L- let me get some advice from you because I don't know if you and I are the same, but I am definitely a person who, yeah, I like, I get excited at the idea that it's like, okay, um, you know, I'm working on tag today, I'm doing these things, I'm popping, then I'm meeting so-and-so for a coffee and then I'm off to, you know, fortune favors to do a podcast interview with this person and then I've got a, you know, a few more coffee meetings and then I'm catching up with this person then I'm doing that and then it's like that's one day done and the jam-packedness of the day excites me Uh, I don't know if it's an extrovert thing or what have you but I wonder I've wondered also in in the last few years whether or not I'm filling up my days to distract myself from I, I don't know from either the reality of life maybe maybe it's kind of like deep down if I was to be alone with my thoughts I wouldn't like it or I you, you know like I, I wonder whether or not it's a really negative thing rather than it's like a, oh, I love I, I love being active I love work I keep busy and I'm scared to just kind of sit there and do nothing because then I'll just start thinking about my life decisions and then potentially get super depressed or feel regret I don't know I, I and that's real that's me trying to be really honest with yeah um, I think deep down we're all kind of scared to be alone with our own thoughts I don't know just with all the people that I caught up with since being out of hospital and stuff they've all gone how did you cope or how did you manage and I'm like well you're forced to really when you're there so you don't really have the option of filling up your time when you're in hospital and so it gave me a deep understanding and going it's okay to be alone with your thoughts and it's okay to not fill up your day with things because you're too scared to be alone with your thoughts and be alone by yourself. I think we all need to take a little bit of that, even if it's just five minutes where you literally have your headphones in, you're listening to a podcast, those five minutes can be beneficial right yeah and it's just doing it in small increments I know that I used to fill up my days with things and stuff to do because I liked to keep busy and it would again distract me from what I had to really do and yeah so now I'm just like yeah I am actually fine if I don't go to that party or go to that event anymore I don't have FOMO anymore. I actually enjoy missing out of events. Do you? FOMO's such a real thing, eh? Yeah. FOMO, oh, but also dangerous. this whole JOMO, you know, the joy of missing out. Okay, never heard that. That's okay, great. So I was reading about the joy of missing out. So, you know, we now live in a society where, like, actually not attending things gives us more pleasure. Wow. It's an interesting thing. People should read up about it, the joy of missing out. I was hearing about it on a conference that I went to. So is that whole job? Is that is that in line with like the delayed gratification? Yeah, the, it's all. And anything you restrict, you kind yeah. of it, there's some weird enjoyment from it. Or yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I love 
missing out on events and kind of, you know, not being at things anymore. Like, Jomo, I love that. <laughs> well, I think That's it's, so you know, we've, we kind of, especially in a post, you know, with the pandemic, it's like we couldn't do anything, we couldn't go out. Oh, so, yeah. what do you do? You're forced to stay at home and people have learned to kind of that's the new norm and so you know I now get anxiety every time I get invited to things because I'm like I don't want to be around people in case I have you know get COVID or whatever but also I don't know how to interact with people anymore if you know what I mean like because we've learned to be by ourselves or be in such an insular kind of environment with the pandemic it's like now going out to events feels really weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like being around more than five people feels weird to me. Right, yeah. Like great. I can be in a cafe, but I'm alone. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. But like attending birthdays or big functions, like, you know, that scares me because it's like, what do you talk about? Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you interact with yeah. people now? Like, do you hug? Do you, you know? Bump, you know, it's just all elbow to elbow. Bit. It's the it's yeah. the opposite of you too, isn't it? Because you were always the life of yeah, the party too. It's like, a, yeah. I was attending the opening of a fucking envelope, and then I'm just like, now I don't need to, and I'm actually fine with it. And I think that's also part of learning to be alone and learning that. What's it's fine. It sounds like it sounds like you're saying it's not even that you're fine. It's like you actually get enjoyment yeah. from saying no to things and being like, no, actually, I'm no, and have fun. But I like I'm really going to enjoy my day today, which is which is awesome. I was one of those children that always said yes, and I've never learned to say no. So I'm enjoying actually learning to say no and realizing that if people are upset about that, that's on them. That's not on me and that learning to say no is okay. I think we've, as a society, are so kind of ingrained to saying yes all the time and people pleasing that we've forgotten to say no. You know, as children, we always learn no as a word, yeah, 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 as yeah. one of our first words. And you know, now yeah, it's kind of like, that, yeah. as adults, we're ingrained to, to say yes to everything and learning to say no is okay. Yeah. You know, it's fine. To and, and what you say and what you say no to defines you yeah. in a in a massive way. Sometimes yeah. more than what you say yes to. Because yeah. it's harder to say no. I never actually thought about that. The the negative kind of connotations we have with no all the way from when we're a young kid. Yeah. Jomo. Yeah, Jomo. That's That's my new hashtag. <laughs> this is great. This is why I love these conversations. I'm like, I'm going to be telling everyone about this. Honestly. And there's now even a game called Jomo. So it's like cards against humanity, but you have to make up the weirdest excuses. Really? Yeah. There's even a card game now. I was like, I only discovered it last night, like scrolling through someone's Instagram feed, and they were playing this game, and I was like, what the hell? Jomo. And I was like, I need this card game. That's awesome. Okay. This has been great so far. And I think it would actually be quite cool to check in with you in like six months, have another conversation and stuff, because I feel like a lot has changed for you in quite an exciting way. Like, it'll be interesting to see where you are in six months based on also what you've learned through your experiences and, and 
what your life will be like in six months. It's quite exciting to think. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this because it's completely new. As someone that was always about doing everything possible and putting my career first and you know my styling and everything else like that, I had to be the best at everything. And then just realizing that I actually don't need to be the best. I just need to do what I do and love what I do and be okay with it. And just be happy. And be happy. That's yep. one of those things that, you know, we're always searching for happiness and we sometimes forget that we actually have to take a step back and actually go, well, my life is actually quite good. Yeah, yeah, true, true. I'm searching for happiness in this app, yeah. at, at this place, in this work. Uh, in this job at that party, but there's also a significant amount of happiness, or the you know ultimate happiness is kind of within me. So if I actually take a step back and just appreciate it, you can find a lot of happiness. that's really that's a really good insight. Yeah, even though it can be scary to kind of yeah, be with ourselves. Coming from someone that has literally had to do a, a complete 180 yeah. of their life. It is something that is actually doable. And I'm still learning, you know, we're always never going to be the expert on anything. And I think that's where, as humans, we are great because we always are constantly learning and evolving, and that's what you have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Sophie.